Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hello, everyone. You are indeed listening to Winchester Radio. Or, well, you will be as soon as we start talking about this episode tonight. Uh, welcome. Uh, no guests. So uh, perhaps later on, after we've had a chance to discuss tonight's episode a little bit, We'll read out the guest call-in number, and if anybody's got any questions or comments on this very good episode, uh, we'll take it then. Um, Love Hurts by Eric Charmello, or Nicole and Nicole Snyder, Snarmello, as we fondly call them, and we are fond of that writing team. They do a great job. This was directed by Phil Sagrisha. Um, Another episode named for a song, Another episode where it's named for a song and the song isn't in the episode, so ah, it's driving me crazy. Disappointed in that. I'm like, it's never. <laughs> see, it's never in the. I always feel like it, the tradition, the tie, is never in the song in the episode. Never, ever, ever, ever. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, it's driving me crazy. I mean, the, the band is Nazareth, and it's like just the right era for this show. Oh, and Dean and the Hard Rock. Nope, no Nazareth here. Alrighty then. Okay. Um, Jay Giles would have been good, too. Love stinks. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, really good episode. Really solid. Had a little bit of everything. Balanced everything very well. Um, monster of the Week. Turned out to be a different kind of Monster of the Week. Um, started out thinking shapeshifter. Wasn't a shapeshifter. But how come we got silver eyes unless it was just a trick of the camera? That's one of the but, questions I have in my notes. If it's not a shapeshifter, why did the air, eyes flare at the camera? Yeah, hmm. So that was a hmm. But I liked it. Um, turned out to be a curse um, from a witch. Getting revenge, she was sort of a sort of an Anya kind of thing, you know, getting back at all the bad men, and then she expanded it to being angry at all the women who went back to the bad men. So nobody was safe from this curse. <laughs> um, what else to, to talk about? Oh, I enjoyed the scene with um, Sam's researching. Dean comes in, shuffling in, and his, you know, clothes and celebrating um, Unattached Drifter Christmas, uh, better, uh, slightly better known as Valentine's Day. And there's been a lot of gross stuff on Supernatural and a long and storied history of gross things. But I got to put right up there, Dean taking a bite out of the bad Chinese food and then chomping it and shaking his head and it going everywhere. That's got to go on my gross list. <laughs> And you know what was about it? It wasn't the whole thing that was gross. What grossed me out was the one piece of rice cleaning to his lips. That was when I was like, nope, tap out. Can't do it. <laughs> and the coffee slurping. I'm not good with slurping noises. They really bother me. Um, oh. so sorry, anybody who's listening, that's a coffee or tea or soup slurper, but we're not. We're never going to have a meal together or a drink. Sorry, just no. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, it was slurping. Um, eh. But uh, and <laughs> I like Sam telling him, you know, it means I need to do this, and he goes, "You need a shower." <laughs> and Dean, you're not wrong. <laughs> and off he goes. <laughs> I thought they both had. A, you can tell they both had a lot of fun filming that scene. Mm. 
My favorite part of that scene is that one of Dean's socks is longer, you know, the toe part is, you know, not right on the toe, and so it's saggy. That is my favorite part. <laughs> I, I like when he said, I'm a hopeless romantic, and Sam says, well, you got that half right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really good brother banter. It was great brother banter. Yes. It was very, very natural, very easygoing. Um, not forced, like, well, we have to brother banter now. So banter, brother, banter, brother, okay, move on. It was just like, that's just the way they are. Well, Sam and, and Dean. I think that part of it, you know, being that it's always the two of them, but to be able to notice that, I think that definitely credit goes to the writers in that because I'm trying to be really diplomatic about this. The way Nicole and Eric write their episodes, it's with this really subtle way of showing how much knowledge of canon they have. It's never heavy-handed. It's Uh never... Everything feels very natural, whether it's the references or the banter. Like, even the the rock, paper, scissors moment, that could have been really bad. That could have been really, really bad. And it was this moment of like, wait, that's that's not wait, what? No, wait, what? And it was, I really enjoyed it. And theoretically, I should have hated it because I tend to hate things where I'm like, don't change what's always been a thing. Don't mess with the thing. It's a thing. And I didn't hate it. I actually really enjoyed it. So to me, when I'm not bitter about something, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm having a tough time understanding you. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it sounds like like you have like a washcloth over your microphone or something. Like I can hear you, but it's a little bit muffled. I don't know. I'll try to call back in. I have no idea what. No. Um, what she was anyway. saying. I, I, she, she sounded very muffled, but I could tell what she was saying. Is she like that? Yes. Um, um, Car- Carmelo and Snyder have um, their f- the way they're they're um, with the brothers and with the canon. Mm-hmm. They do it really natural, unlike other writers who are kind of heavy-handed with it. And mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, and I completely, you know, I can completely see what she's saying. And I did, I did like the rock paper scissors. <laughs> I thought that was really, I loved seeing that scene. Oh. It's finally, he's like. Yeah, I've been studying. I've figured it out. <laughs> it was I wonderful. I just loved that scene. And, and Sam's surprised and Dean's so proud of himself. You just can't believe how excited he is. Even he can't believe that he won. Right. Yeah. And then and, and the Sam's like, face and he's, whatever. He's looking like, he's looking like oh, my God, did, did I actually win? Did I win? <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, Vinny. Hey. Oh. Hey, you sound, you sound clear. Well, because now yeah, I can you have you better. back on the microphone. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, we were talking about our favorite moments in the rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and I just love when Dean, like, spins around and bats the plastic curtain open. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just won rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I am awesome. <laughs> and Sam's just like, bah, whatever, you know, <laughs> I got better things to do. 
And Vinny, I did I, I did know what you were saying earlier and I was I talked about that, how you were saying that the um Carmelo and Snyder are really good at just being natural with the brother banner and with the canon things and like other writers who are more heavy handed. And I agree completely. Mm. Which I think it's a very delicate thing to do to be able to show that you know canon without going Ta da I know canon, let me prove it to yep. you. Like yep. some writers do. <clears throat> yeah. Or clunk. <laughs> clunk. Anvil. Yeah. Clunk. Those anvils are painful. They hurt us. Oh, I have a I I have a nitpick and it's not with the writers. <laughs> well, they wrote it, but um I d I don't know who Dean was hitting on that said he has a dad bod. But they're he does blind. <laughs> no, no <laughs> No, no, what? Dean has exactly what a dad bod is. A dad bod is it's when you're in really good shape for being over 35. A dad bod is pudgy and not in great shape. No, 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 no. Dad bod as a phrase, as like a, it's like, uh-huh. it's like saying, uh, okay, it's like saying MILF in a generic way to mean a woman is over 35. When they don't have to be a mother, it just means she's over thirty-five and hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And dad bod just yeah. means you are over like thirty-five, but you still look good. But you, you yeah. know, not like, but not like gym look good. Like you just like you've got muscles, you've got a little bit of cut to you, but you also look like you know you're at a good place in your life. But you're not, you know, rushing to the gym every day. Well, and. Dean has a dad bod. I I, I don't know. I've I've just known the meaning of dad bod to mean that they're not they're they're not they're not super ripped and they're not super out of shape, but they're sort of like, yeah, we're a little bit older. We're still in decent shape, but we got a little curve here and there or whatever. And I well, and, that I'm, is and if that's it, I would not called Dean that at all. I mean, he's not super ripped. He's certainly in much better shape than I would say dad bod, but... No, okay. I think he's... For, in terms of what I know the definition of dad bod to be, he has a literal dad bod. And it's a, it's it's one of those things that's technically a compliment, but doesn't sound like it. Again, like MILF. MILF is a way of saying, wow, you're hot for someone who's not 20. It's a backhanded mm-hmm. Yes, but people don't mean it to be backhanded. They mean it to be a good thing. It just they don't realize that it's a little side eye. Mm. But it's you're, you know it's that kind of thing. The only well, thing sure I had to say about the what? The only thing I had to say about the dad bod thing was showing at how much you know the show is in its eleventh season. How much Dean has changed from like the first season. You know, first season, here's, he's a 26-year-old kid. Um, he's, you know, and um, Hookman, he's all excited. They might get to see a pillow fight with sorority girls. And, you know, he in, from that dean to the dean now who is being told he has a dad bod. I mean, you that to me just is the... <laughs> right, that's why I dream. loved it. That is exactly yeah, why I it, loved it. Exactly. It shows how much the show has changed, how much dean and Sam both have just changed in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was I thought it was a really cool thing. Because you could mm-hmm. theoretically the thing where, like, obviously, you know, Dean is played by Jensen Ackles, who is 
let's be real, ethereally beautiful. He's a very beautiful man. So theoretically, at, at his age, it's... Yeah, at his age, no one's going to be like, ugh, don't talk to me, dude, you're old. No girl in a bar at 21 is going to do that because it's not going to happen, let's be real. However, in their universe, yeah, in their universe, mm-hmm. they actually look like Jensen Ackles. And so mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like where he, you know, I like that he's not still, you know, able to pull the exact same way that he did before. Mhm. So, he went. I, like I mean, but I totally be, expected I like that whoever said that to him was about twenty, you know, and said like, "And to her, right. he would be old. He would be a dad." But totally, I thought it worked, but I but it but it bugged me because my definition is that's not such a that's not such a great body, and I'm like, I, I disagree. No, like, like they were twenty. They were you're not going to look at thirty six how you're how you look at twenty two, you know, body. Right, but, anyway. but if you're if you're 22 and you look at a someone who's pushing 40, at 22 you feel like that's whoa, you're old, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're gonna get that old. And now, mm-hmm. like for me, like being at a halfway point between that and being in like being 34, I'm like, ah, 40's pretty young, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a perspective thing. That's why I say, like, you know, they use the term MILF, and it's so generic. It just means, oh, she's at least in her 30s. I'm so sorry. Excuse you, what? But it's also <laughs> not intended to be a pejorative. It's intended to be a really crass, crass compliment. So That's dad bod. Indeed. Mm. Now, if I <laughs> call Sam a dad bod, it would make no sense because Sam doesn't have a dad bod. However, canonically... It makes sense because we know that Dean isn't stringent with his workout. Yes, he does his crunches and everything, but he, you know, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't eat right. He doesn't abstain from, like, you know, fatty or calorie-laden mm-hmm. food. And he's he the eldest. Dog the same way that Sam does. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, like, whole donut, it, whole donut as yeah, a bun so on top and bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense to me also that, like, Dean isn't, Dean doesn't have the same body that Jensen does for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I hate to see his cholesterol level. <laughs> but, right. you know, he figures, you know, a, so, a, a vampire is going to get him before his cholesterol does. So. And you can arguably say that even him. Jensen has a dad bod. He's in really good shape for a dad. For someone who's living a good life, he's in really good shape. Mm-hmm. He has a dad bod. He doesn't have an eight pack. He does not have a V cut. All right. It's not a bad thing. I think he's got a great body, but it's a dad bod. The only that um nit- nitpick. I was gonna say Netflix. The only nitpick <laughs> that I had, <laughs> that I, um, I had with this episode was I just thought it was so obvious, even first time watching that the person coming up behind the babysitter, it's so obvious it's the dad and the husband. And Mm -hmm. it's so extremely, I expected the camera to at least pan up to his face, you know, after he killed her. But no, there's, you know, it's supposed to be like a big reveal when we see it on the nanny cam video. And I'm like, well, duh, of course it was him. Anybody who watched television can tell that it's him. And that was my only 
really nitpick because I'm like, who else would it have been? Of course it was him. I don't have like a, a I almost said Netflix too. That's your fault. I don't have a nitpick <laughs> about it to say because I think that we were supposed to feel that way, but the reveal part of it was more for Dean. Right, which because it's still as as we, we see the silhouette and we see the nanny cam. Right, and know, was, like and obviously, like the nanny cam goes missing, and we're supposed, you know, the idea is for Dean and Sam to think it went missing for the murderer, and it's the idea is for the husband to think, for you to think that the husband originally took it to hide his affair, and then was like, whoa, what's on this? So I don't feel like the reveal was even intended to be for us. I feel like the, the reveal was intended to be for the character, which that, I thought was actually pretty cool. And that that pretty much goes along with what I'm with my what I was saying. Since it was the reveal was for the characters, why on earth didn't the pan just camera just pan up to show the guy's face? Because it was just so like, very obvious. Like, so. been tricky, though. like that's so predictable. But get that it was it was already. We already knew it was him, and so I think it would have been. I, to me personally, it would have made it spookier if it had panned up and we saw his face like being all empty and creepy looking. To me, that would have been spookier than just but, not showing it. Then I feel like it would have been redundant to then see it when he's showing Dean. But since it was just a character thing revealed just for Dean, you know, Dean. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. I was okay with it. Uh, no problem. And com- that's totally fine. I just did. And Russ sitting here watching it with me, he was like, yeah, that's still him. It's like, exactly. So. But that was just that was just me. That was my only nitpick. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole thing was that it was, oh, shoot. What? What happened? I just dropped my phone and cracked it a little bit. Oh, Oh, your new phone, too. Yes. That's what you get for screen. Thanks so much, Becky. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually because I went to go get a Coke and thought I could carry all the things. Nope. I've actually the one thing never that falls is the most you, important thing. I've actually never known you to have a non-cracked phone, so this just feels normal. The last phone I had wasn't cracked. It just died on me eventually. Oh, okay. But it's in, it's in pristine condition. Um. Anyway, it just cracked a little bit because I have a... Anyway, unimportant. Um, oh, actually more than a little bit. Eesh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not laughing at your phone. Off. I just saw a funny tweet. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at your bro- your crack phone. I'm, I just happened to see a, a tweet, and it made me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> it was a reference to our podcast. It was from Katie. <laughs> oh, I saw that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was. It didn't bother me, but I did. Like, I think it was obvious it was him, but it didn't bother me that they didn't pan. Hmm. 
Yes, Katie, we are blaming Becky and Co- it's Coke Zero for reference. Coke Zero. Thank you. <laughs> this is not an ad. <laughs> well, you and Jared both can be advertisers. Us is unsponsored Coke Zero as well. Yeah. Um. Mm. I like Coke Zero. I like Coke Zero, and I like Coke uh, Coke Vanilla Zero. I forget what it was. I literally like every single Coke product in availability: Coke Zero, Diet Coke, regular Coke, Vanilla Diet Coke, Vanilla Coke, Vanilla Coke Zero. If it has the word Coke, <laughs> I'm good. We're good. It's good. And Sprite. Sprite works as well. Also Coke. Okay, just to be on the shallow end for a moment, how good did, did the guys look in those overcoats? I just, oh, we love those coats. We talked about those coats before. In, in, uh, oh, so good. In the, I don't uh, know yeah, when they're... Naturally, the names escape me. The Claire episode, sorry. Oh. Um, oh, for reference for anybody who's listening, hi, I'm back on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I haven't been on the podcast because I haven't watched... Episodes. I'm like three episodes behind, except for this episode, because Snarmello. I will always watch a Snarmello episode post-taste. How I roll. Hmm. Um. Anyway, we were talking about the coats in the episode with yeah, Claire. Yeah, very good coats. So and good. these coats were shorter. These coats were shorter. So I noticed. How do they have so but, many? How okay? How do they have such an expensive? Yeah. Coat? Very baffling. <laughs> I agree. Back at least. Yeah. And now that they have the bunker. You know, they have a place to store some clothes. So, but back when they only had the Impala, and they're re- you know driving around with a thousand different outfits, I'm like, where on earth <laughs> are they putting them in this car? Now and suits wrinkle, you know that kind of thing. And those dress shirts wrinkle. Yeah, it's but whatever. Hello, TV. Mulder used to dress out of his um, price range as well. <laughs> so you know, they just like to, and they tailor them. So, but I don't know. No complaints. I do love those coats. But there was one moment in this episode where Sam was, you know, to the right and slightly behind. Uh, Dean, who is slightly forward and to the left, and Dean's got, like, one hand in his pocket, and he's got that blue tie on the blue shirt, you know, just gorgeous shade of blue, and then um, the coat, and then Sam and his coat. He's got his coat buttoned up, a little different look. And I'm like, wow, there's those Winchester models, you know. They looked, that was really amazing. Agreed. Yeah, shallow, but beautiful. I don't care. <laughs> uh, and one of my other favorite moments, just a little thing, I love that Dean left money at the end to pay for the damaged hotel room. Yeah, yeah. I really like that little that little add-on. That was that was a good solid. <laughs> I I like that. You know why I actually really like that. Not just because of Supernatural, but because that's always my problem with, like, superhero movies is they ruin the city and everyone's like, thanks for saving us. And I'm like, you realize how high your taxes are going to go now? Do you not get that? Okay. <laughs> we didn't have to, like, literally obliterate the city to do this. This is excessive. 
Oh, and um, thankfully somebody answered my question. The night when the episode first aired on Wednesday, the actress playing Sonya the Witch was driving me crazy because she was so familiar. And finally, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, tweeted to me um, the actress. It was Venus Terzo who played the mom in season one, Something Wicked. She was the boy's mom, ran the motel. And I was like, oh, thank you, because it's driving me crazy trying to figure out who she was. <laughs> I like when they bring actors back, especially ones that we haven't seen in like 10 years, you know. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, like, I like, you know, to be there that day on set just to see if they remember, oh, yeah, I remember working with you. You know, I'd like to see what all the actors say and everything. Mm. Um, yeah, Katie, Katie just reminded me, she, she said, yes, the coats are great, but Sam in the white dress shirt, you know, on the couch researching. Yes, I was waiting oh, yes, that. definitely. Yeah, I had <laughs> well, your, your happiness. I was like, yeah, but white button-down shirts are such a good time. Mm, Men always yes, wear yes. a white button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. And the sleeves rolled up like three quarter. Very good. Mm-hmm. That is an automatic attractive look. Mm-hmm. An attractive person, it's even better. Just saying. if what? If it's on an attractive person, then even better. Yes, yes, that is a plus. The actress who played the wife. Um, if you watch Battlestar Galactica, you probably recognize her from there. She was race. Uh, she was cat. Um, the drug addicted pilot on Battlestar Galactica. She had really curly hair on that show, so it was different singer with straight hair here. And also, how great was her role on this? She got to one kiss Jensen, and two she got to ride me and Paula. I mean, if ever anybody yeah. gets a guest on, they get to kiss Jensen and ride me and Paula. You know. You, you know they've got a good role right there. They don't even have to have any lines as long as you get to kiss one of them or both and ride me and Paula. And get mm-hmm. paid for it. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Good thing she didn't stay it's in the car just, I need to figure out where she was from because <laughs> she looked familiar to me, but I did not watch Battlestar Galactica, so. But she looks familiar to me. I did. I did, but I don't remember her on there, yeah, especially with the curly hair, I guess. Mm. It's been a while. Um, she was and good thing she didn't she, stay in the Impala because Sam needed a hand <laughs> briefly. <laughs> so she was. She was okay, helpful. I know I've asked question before. Back when Rowena was on, and Sam told her that those were witch killing bullets in the gun. And I remember, yeah, a couple seasons ago there was an episode with them saying, yeah, they have these. Okay, fine. I, I totally get that there are witch killing bullets. But what makes, aren't witches just people? Why do they, you know, like, they specifically, when they when they hand their wife the gun, the knife in the car, uh, you know, to tell her if Sonya shows up, stab her with this, but it probably won't kill her. And I'm like, why not? She's, she's just a person. Aren't witches just people? Could she have charms where she could be wearing charms? She could have put wards on herself of protection. Do you all you know, do that? Because the only way to apparently to kill a witch is with witch-killing bullets. But wasn't back in Malleus Maleficarum, back in season three, there were witches dying in that episode, and none of them were shot with witch-killing bullets. 
So uh, I'm just I, the whole witch killing bullshit. I've always had a weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, tell me. was super weird. It's it's just unless unless you have some sort of charm that protects you, and if you do, then wouldn't you protect yourself against witch killing bullets? I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing to me. I need to go back to whichever episode it was where they first invented the witch killing bullets to find out why they specifically say in the episode that they need them because I I don't Mm. understand. Because I I thought witches were just people. Yeah, people who can cast spells, some more powerful than others. But, yeah, that's a little, hmm... You know, I mean, I get a monster. You have to have a certain kind, like silver or whatever. Or a demon. Eh, that's different. But, yeah, witches, witches we've known are people. They're just really good at, or hopefully they're really good at doing spells and that kind of thing. So why wouldn't a regular bullet be enough? Yeah, I don't Unless get it. They, yeah. Hmm. I need I need to go back and watch the first episode with Witch Killing Bullets in it, I guess. Oh, and I don't know if um either of you either of you watch Sarah Gamble's The Magicians? No. I I'm a I apparently I'm a minority of one, but I watched the pilot and did not like it one bit and I haven't been back since. I did not like okay, it well, at all, can... but I guess everybody, but everybody else seems to love it. So okay, <laughs> okay. So you can hush while I'm talking, then. <laughs> uh, I, I, re- I really like it, and one of the things I think is really cool about it is one, they're not witches; they're magicians. But is the way they do the spells. I don't know if it's because I've never watched Harry Potter, never read the books. I don't know if this is a thing and other magical shows. Um, but the way they do spells on the magician is with hand gestures, hand movements. They move their hands and fingers in different shapes and gestures and movements. They don't say things. They don't need certain spices or, like, cat skulls or anything. It's like with hand gestures that they learn. And I think that is so cool. I watched an episode before the podcast I watched this week's episode of Magicians and again they were doing that in it. No, I just love that. So mm-hmm. that's just my little comment there. It is supernatural related to Sarah Gamble runs it and she used to run Supernatural. Yeah. I wanted to like it. I got all, I was very excited and I made a point of watching the pilot and I went Oh, oh no. I don't like these characters. I don't like anything about them. I just I didn't there was I couldn't find anybody or anything to to cheer for or like or whatever. And I'm like, nope. And I and I'm a fan of Sarah Gamble. I love Aquarius that she did, and of course Supernatural. But I was like, magicians no. And Harry Potter, they don't do spells by uh, hand gestures. They do them by um, they have wand. And actually, that's a wizard. I'm sorry. They do spells, which is do spells and sometimes have potions. But that sounds interesting about the hand gestures, and, and they yeah, might they might do a little bit of that. Try it. Try the second episode because it does get better than the first. Uh, I, okay. I do. I do yeah. really like it. 
pilots are difficult. I, I know that any show a pilot they have they got a lot to get done in an hour and keep you. So yeah, one of these days maybe I'll go back to. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And for nothing else than the hand gestures, just watching them do spells with the hand gestures is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I uh, it's on my list, but every TV show is on my list. I don't watch TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a lot of shows on my list. <laughs> I just you know too much TV, not enough time. <laughs> oh well. Um, you got to be so- like me and make time for TV. I watch everything, <laughs> and I make time okay, for I it. <laughs> Thank goodness one of us I literally do not have a TV. <laughs> no, it's not a, it's just, I, there, I literally have no television. Uh, oh, I would, I would die. You would. I'm fine. I, would. I do love my TV. <laughs> I have a very nice TV, and I have, um, uh, um, HD, I have a direct TV HD, but and thank God for my DVR. I'd never watch anything because I can't get to anything live. It's very rare. Thank God for the oh, DVR. And, um, I totally watched the episode on the CW app. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. Yes. CW, thank yeah. you. This is also you, you, not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Depending on when we do the podcast, like if we if we do it and I'm still working Friday night, I will I rewatch the episode on the CW website very well on my computer screen. But I yeah, I, I record it live on my DVR every week. But then I also have a subscription through Amazon Video, so mm-hmm. um, I keep the episode on my DVR until after the podcast, just in case the internet's not working very well during the podcast. I can't rewatch. So I, mm-hmm. then, then I delete it off my DVR. Um, so this episode, I'm actually going to uh, okay, it's going to be weird for me to say this because, I, like I said, I haven't technically watched, like, I think I watched, like, maybe half the season. Oops, sorry. Um, but I like that this season seems to be more in tune with the earlier seasons in that there's nothing quite definitive about something being a monster of the week versus a myth arc episode. Like, this is this was neither. And a lot of the episodes this season have been neither, which goes back to kind of like a season two and season three format where there wasn't really a division in terms of, like, this is uh-huh. this kind of episode, this, is this kind of episode. And I personally like that because I don't think that... I'm someone who really, really gets super touchy when someone says Monster of the Week episodes are filler when Monster of the Week episodes are the bread and butter of this show and it's the formula of the show and the mm-hmm. mid-arc is absolutely secondary. And mm-hmm. I get really irritated when people categorize a mid-arc based on who's in the episode when really a mid-arc is based on the situation of the episode. So I like that this yeah. episode... Other episodes really? Uh huh. Really what? Oh, I yep. Uh, 
if a, if a, if some character is in an episode, it doesn't make it a myth arc episode. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, if but. certain characters are in an episode, then it's a it's not a myth arc episode, and it's automatically filler, which I seriously don't understand. Because for one, <laughs> I don't know the word myth means the way story <laughs> by any chance. Not, not only that, I personally feel like it's the other way around most of the time. But whatever. Sometimes I feel like <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there with what I was where I was going, and I'm go back to what I was originally saying. Or I get myself in trouble. Um, no, but what I liked about this episode is very similar, and I, this is very thematic of Eric and Nicole's episodes, where the episode seems to be about one thing and it's really about something else underneath. Um, which one of the episodes that I think by them is is brilliant is uh, in season six, uh, My Heart Will Go On. That episode's brilliant. That episode is so freaking smart. It's not even funny. It's so smart. I love that episode. I think it's underrated. I think it's terrific. I do, too. I do too. It is a top 30 episode for me. Because I just think mm. it's, so, it's so subtly smart. And mm-hmm. didn't it also happen to have rock, paper, scissors in it as well? Does it? It's been a long time since I watched it. So yeah, I believe, but I... Yeah, it it did because it had the um, Dean one rock paper scissors in that one because that, in that episode everything was basically the oh, world. Right. So because they were they were driving the Mustang and the Impala and um, Bobby yeah, was I, I all that's right. Yeah, Bobby was all drunk and upset because Rufus was dead. So Sam and Dean did rock, paper, scissors to see who would go over and comfort Bobby, and Dean won. And they, and you know, that was was the biggest hint right there that something was up with this world because Dean won rock, paper, scissors. Hmm. Um, so I like that this episode. And, like, okay, and, like, going back, like, okay, you know, we have The Purge, which was technically, you know, could be viewed as a monster of the week, but it had the underlying current of what was the emotional arc of the season. Um, So, yeah, this episode did the same thing for me. So I thought it was – I mean, it's one of those things that's difficult because if you you pay attention to opening credits, you were spoiled for the fact that – Emily Swallow was going to be in the episode in some capacity. Um, but I know that there were a lot of people who didn't notice that. And huh. Me. That would be me. Yeah. I did not notice. Huh? Um, so I know, I know there were people who didn't notice that, and then, you know, midway point, sort of through the episode, kind of figured out, like, ooh, we might see Amara. And then there were people who were completely like, whoa, Amara. But... What I really liked about the episode in terms of that was the end scene with Sam and Dean and Dean talking about how he feels and how it's affecting him. Mm. And Sam's understanding and Sam's compassion about it. And I feel like... Yeah, that last scene was one of the most beautiful scenes ever. Yeah, I feel like... It was a wonderful scene. ...know how to write the brothers in a very frank... A realistic way, where that 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 dialogue, and I'm going to I'm going to say it twofold between writers that we know that I really like and writers that we know that I don't like. I actually don't think either 
would have written that scene better than whether it was Eric or Nicole or elaboration for that exact scene because I feel like one writer would have been really heavy-handed and the other set of writers would have been very sappy. And this set of writers did a really nice balance of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was and emotion. I really loved it. There was emotion in it, but it wasn't sentimental or overwrought it was but but there was emotion there the really genuine emotion and many emotions but but very subtle very restrained and and like you said definitely sam and dean like like quintessential Mm -hmm. sam and dean and mature sam and dean like not the sam and dean of first or second season you know these these two have been through a lot and and learning a little bit finally um which i think was a really a really nice callback to the purge where it is sam saying and you know we all felt we all felt like that scene was really painful but the end of the purge while painful is a really good scene and i think it's a nice callback to go from sam you know begging dean to treat him like an adult to a scene two years later, of Dean doing exactly that, of trusting Sam enough to step down, basically, to say, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. the really controlling one, and I'm controlling because I'm in control. Right now, I'm not in control, and I need you to be the man at the wheel mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and, I and he hates Sam it, saying, and it's upsetting, and he hates it, and he's ashamed and guilty, but... But it's not stopping him from him from him turning this over to Sam and Sam not going overboard about it, just saying, "I got it, Dean." You know, that's it. I got it, Dean. So, yeah. I'm hoping we've been asking for this since the first season. I'm hoping this means we might actually they might actually finally let us get a. Dean saying, uh, Sam saving Dean, you know, saying uh, you know, it's not happened yet. So I'm hoping that's what this means. Wait. Oh, Sam saves Dean. I thought you said Sam Andy. Yeah. Like, that's the show, dude. Calm down. That's the show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know it's been Sam. a long 11 years, but that's actually the show. Okay. All right. I was, I, I, I was wondering. I, okay. I just... One day we'll have a long talk about premise and plot and all kinds of things. One day. (laughs) Now there, it is two guys in the show, right? Two guys. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Two 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 main characters. Story revolves around them. Yeah. The whole thing. And (laughs) they drive some kind of shiny car. Okay, gotcha. Good to know. I'm watching the right show. All right. Yes. I really love the emotion that, that Jensen played in it, that it was a very a very understated breakdown. And, and I, I like what I what what I find I like is for finally he's t- you know, we got a one brother finally telling, you know, instead of keeping hope keeping the secret for the whole season and letting him in at the end. Uh, you know, Dean's finally telling Sam what's going on. And, and I love it. Sam's like, yeah, I already know. 
You know, take up mm-hmm. already new. I well, love and I yeah, I love that. And it goes back to you know, it goes back to season three, it goes back to bloodlust of you're my brother and I've been watching you since I was four and I know and it goes mm-hmm. back to season three of, of Sam being able to see through Dean's bravado about the deal. It's yeah. that same kind mm-hmm. of thing where like I know that you think you're you're bullshitting me, but you're really not. I've just been mm-hmm. I've been waiting for I love that. Love that. Yeah. Oh, talking about yeah. fresh blood. Oh, that scene. That's one of the best scenes. I love that. Oh, love such it. a good episode. Mm. But yeah, this is a this is a this is a spooky episode. It's a creepy episode. Um, the first watch, I had no idea really what was going on. Is it a shapeshifter? Wait, it's a witch. What's going on? I don't know. And the, mm-hmm. the, um, it, it was just, they, it was written really creepy. It was filmed really creepy. Um, one of the creepiest they've had in a while, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I, and like I said, first rewatch, first watch through, I had no idea what how it was going to turn out. And usually, you know, you, oh, it's going to be this. Oh, it's going to be that. You can figure it out pretty quickly. But this one, yep, I they had me. I, I had no idea. Is it a shapeshifter? No, mm-hmm. it's not a shapeshifter. What is it? So, good job, writers. Mhm. Yeah, and it and it was it was scary, and creepy, you know. And that's tough to do, you know, after eleven seasons, and seeing a lot, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Um. And. The, I like that the book that they found in the witch's place with the Kareen in it, it was very much so like um, the book that Sam found in season two's uh, What Is and What Should Never Be with the, um, with the gin in it. You know, the same kind mm-hmm. of artwork in it and everything. And um, Dean even says it's like a genie. And I, I, I liked it. It's kind of like a callback to that episode, kind of. Well, and I like yeah. that. Like the idea, I get really tired of it, uh, everything being available on Google for them. Mm-hmm, right. So, yeah. And it reminds me of an angel when uh, Cordelia makes a joke about www.demonsdemonsdemons.com. Mm-hmm. Because it is a little ridiculous that all this accurate deep lore is on Google. No. <laughs> So I like yeah. that it was a real, actual ancient text. Especially, like, you live in the bunker and you still Google? Why? <laughs> I mean, burn the they bunker. They have a card catalog. That's a whole different brand I have is burn the bunker. But, you know, I know that I'm in the minority. They have a card catalog. <laughs> I should use it. Take the, take the card catalog with you and burn the bunker. Hmm. And there's probably boxes of Bobby's books around, too. So, you know, they were always calling him and saying, so, Bobby, what did you find out? And Bobby didn't Google. He might once in a while. But, <laughs> you know, he knew his books and his sources. So, yeah. Oh, Bobby. Bobby, who had copies of books. I will always love that, that he had copies of the book stashed. Yes, <laughs> We we even talked about that. Was it last week? Um, I mentioned Bobby mm-hmm. Singer, Paranoid Bastard. <laughs> I love that. Bobby mm-hmm. Singer, Paranoid Bastard. <laughs> he had copies everywhere. I love it. That's from the girl next door. 
Uh, Which is an episode that I feel does not get the credit that it should. FYI. I actually quite like that episode. I mean, Dean's horrible at the end, but it's actually a good episode, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like season seven, so people can... There were some funny one. little things. There were some funny little things in this episode, like they weren't made a point of, but but they were funny. I got a kick out of them, like like the rug in um, the couple's house at the door said, "Home is where the heart is," <laughs> which is funny because of oh, Valentine's Day. That. And happened to us. Yeah, I and then um, and I like the name of the salon that was the Art of Dying, <laughs> which yes. worked on a couple oh, of levels. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's uh, comment, well, can't say she didn't warn you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, not long. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the perfect business to have if if you're that witch and you want vengeance on, on that type of male because who do you talk to? You know, your hairdresser, hairdresser or your bartender, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure she heard every story possible and, and so she knew exactly who to go after. Uh, speaking of that, of that, there was um, I saw people getting upset about the about Sam's feminist comment. I think people really misunderstood the comment. He was saying that what she's doing is not feminism, and if she thinks that's what it is, then she's wrong. Yeah, I thought he said that Sam is anti-feminism. No, he was telling her like no. Yeah, when I saw some people upset about that, I was like, I wanted to be, you know, get the gif of, you know, for Big Bang Theory of Leonard holding the sarcasm sign. Here. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I saw a lot of people really upset that Dean, number one, how dare he have a crush on Daisy Duke, like. What kind of they did not have a crush on Daisy Duke? Come on. Also. I'm gonna make a really bad. I'm gonna make a really bad comment here, but bear with me because there's no way I can't make that comment. Did anybody else laugh about Jessica Simpson? Because yes. that was me if you're yes. me. Yes. Huh? <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Yes. I'm not gonna say more about that. But if you're someone in fandom who knows what I mean, why why I'm laughing? That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's yes. funny. Oh my God. Yes. I was like, when they, when, he, when they said that, I was like, they did not go there. They did not just go there. <laughs> On purpose or not. But it's the, it's the correct joke to make or the correct comparison. But I was like, when he had to choose, I was like, oh, who is he going to pick? And then when he waffled, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> We'll text you later. We'll text you later. It's a little, it's a little tacky to say out loud all the way. But if you know what we mean, you know we know what you know. If you don't know what we mean, much like a Winchester, Google is your friend. (laughs) Yes. Um. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, Google does connect with Jessica. There you go. What? I saw a lot of discussion disparaging Dean for, you know, one, being too old to be out sleeping around, uh, that he needs to grow up, he needs to be more mature, that he's a womanizer. Listen, listen, listen. 
if you are not hurting somebody, you are not too old to have your sexual life be your sexual life. That is your choice. He is not promising these women marriage. And as long as he's respecting their boundaries, as provided, there is absolutely no problem with him sleeping around like a tomcat. Don't don't be so judgy. Don't be so backwards. And don't make it seem that if someone hasn't settled down by a certain age, that they're too old for something. That is so narrow-minded and so gross. Stop it. All y'all stop it. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Because that was appalling to me for people to be like, he's too old to be sleeping around. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no. Well, you know, Dean stopped sleeping around for many seasons. He forgot how to date at one point. So now now people are upset when he actually does go out and date. Nobody's ever happy. It's like, you know, you can't please everybody. Well, <laughs> you know? Him sleeping around is far less appalling to me than what he did to Lisa. What he did to Lisa was wrong. Mm. Because he did build a life with her and he did make promises to her emotionally. And, you know, even she knew that once Sam showed up, it was the beginning of the end. Dean didn't even let himself acknowledge that and tried to still pretend to live in both worlds for her. Versus making someone no promises on an attached drifter Christmas. How do you know that who he slept with is not also an unattached drifter? You don't know. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Don't make okay. assumptions that that the, the the other half that woman is going. Oh, but I thought he was going to date me. What? Why do you just assume that she wanted that? Maybe she didn't. Maybe he was up front and told her, by the way, I live in a bunker with my brother. We're both in our 30s. So just letting you know. (laughs) It's really not not the basis for a stable relationship where you say, say, I live underground with my brother. I don't think I want to date him either. It doesn't mean I wouldn't sleep with him, but I probably wouldn't date him. He lives underground mm-hmm. with his brother. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but that's the thing that that takes me to what I was going to say. Is I really like. It's very rare these days where I feel like the characters are genuinely in character without it being too hard, done too hard. But I do feel like. I feel like Eric and Nicole have a really nice handle on not just Sam and Dean, but just sibling dynamics. Yeah, I would agree with that. I Like I said, after this episode aired, it is really, this episode just cemented for me that... Um, Eric and Nicole have the number three spot of my list of favorite writers for Supernatural. Kripke one, Sarah Gamble two, and then Carmella and Snyder take number three. I have to agree with that. I think they are 
the most consistent writers as well. I mean, we can all kind of agree that Mannequin 3 was not the best episode, but it wasn't as bad as we kind of tried to, like, put it in a box to be. Um, And in retrospect, much better than I think that it was, which, you know, I'll be honest, Becky and I watched that episode together and we all went, meh. The best thing about it is really, the title. Huh? Yeah. The best thing about it is the title. That's the best title ever. But I think there's a really smart level of subversiveness in their writing that I personally really, really enjoy. There's yeah. a nice balance of character understanding, canon understanding, humor, and sincerity. I never feel like their episodes are talking at me. I always feel like they're telling a story. Where there's a lot of episodes where I feel like I'm being literally addressed as a fan through the screen. I don't feel that way when I'm watching the episode. And as a result, I'm actually able to watch the episode and really follow it without kind of feeling almost defensive. And... um I don't know how many of you follow this. There's a tag on Twitter, SPNUNF, um, and one of the members of our fandom. She actually teaches a course at the University of North Florida, and it's this semester she's examining Supernatural. So I did a Skype call with her class um, two Fridays ago, and we discussed the difference in meta, how the meta episodes have gone from being a little... uh, gone from meta to almost aggression. So we had episodes like The French Mistake, which however you know, said before, however you feel about it, it works on multiple levels, whether you're in fandom or you're just a casual fan, the joke still works. Versus having an episode like in season nine that is, you know, directly talking to the camera and slamming the People's Choice Awards and things like that, which are funny and subversive if you're outside of fandom, if you're inside of fandom, it's slightly hurtful. Even if it's not meant to be, you have this moment of, ouch. Um, but I feel like like Eric and Nicole never do that. It's always, it's, you know, if there is a wink to the audience, it's very subtle. Yep, I get that too. And I loved Eric Kripke's tweet yesterday to Linda about the SPN-UNF. That was very cool. Yeah. Getting acknowledged by the the master, that's very, very cool. Wonderful. I love that. She did have a complete meltdown over it. (laughs) But it was a really nice thing for him to acknowledge. And to be humble about as well. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things about being a writer and being especially, especially a professional writer, but a writer in general, is you kind of either know or feel or both that you're good. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, you know, I know that I can't sing, therefore I don't sing. Um, a lot of people think they can do things and they can't. 
but they do them anyway because they think they're really good at them, but they aren't. <laughs> well, that's, and, why I, that's why I qualified that by saying you either are or you think you are. Because, yeah. you know, there are people who write that we all know I think can't write. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my prerogative. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my day job is in the art world, and there are plenty of artists who think they're amazing artists, and they are not <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but it's, you know, that's a very subjective thing, and there's some artists that they really are terrible, but they're popular. And <laughs> Jared may have made a movie about one of them once. So I... You know, don't want to speak ill of the dead, but yeah, that's on the list. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but Jared did a good job in that movie, so nothing about him. <laughs> I'm talking about the actual artist. Oh, hmm. hmm, it's hard to to figure out your code there, Susan. <laughs> 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 Uh, and he's not the only one. <laughs> anyway. Do we want to give up the phone number in case anybody wants to call? I'm just yes. looking at, at Katie's tweet to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to make it weird, but he does live underground with his brother, and they're both in their 30s. <laughs> my fault that it's their fault. Anyway, <laughs> if anybody would like to call, do you have any comments on this episode? Any questions? Um, anything we haven't talked about yet that you would like to make sure we do? <laughs> that number is three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. Um, yeah, that is weird. Oh, another moment I liked in this episode is when um, Sam and Dean are getting prepared to go after the witch and they have Melissa with them and Dean opens up the trunk and it's full of weapons. <laughs> and she she understandably is surprised, to put it mildly. And she says, what kind of FBI agent are you? And Dean says, the fake kind. <laughs> Yeah. And it's true. But it was funny because <laughs> she's like, holy cow. And they're not just any, they're not just some guns in the trunk, you know, maybe a knife or two or whatever. There's a lot of strange kind of weapons in that trunk. So, yeah. Scary. And the motel room in this episode at the Oh, too tired yeah. in, too tired motel. That was quite something. It had it had tires. <laughs> it had again very. <laughs> fun, it was a very fun filled episode. Makes me gleeful. Yes. <laughs> oh, Katie, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's she's commenting on my artist mention. <laughs> I mean, my clue, and it, and and, she, and it's not stopping her. It's okay. Honey. <laughs> he was a very popular artist. That's not everyone's taste. Some people like something a little less trite. 
Oh, bless. Um, I, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I've always found that to be funny because I always had that opinion of that artist. I don't know why we're being so delicate about it. We all had that opinion of Thomas Kincaid. Yeah, he is, de- he is, <laughs> he is dead. <laughs> and, then, you know, and, uh, and he had a reputation, let's be real. So I always found it just funny that despite how I feel about Thomas Kincaid as an artist and a person, I will watch that episode. I will watch that movie every winter because Jared Padalecki's wearing a scarf and a CD. Mm. And I, I, that's a good time to me. I, I'm sorry. He's very pretty when he cries. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm not always a deep person. Let's be real. Um. I don't know. With this episode, I feel like it was a very, ah, I don't want to say it was simple because it wasn't simple. It was just a very well-executed episode. That there's, I find that the better an episode is, the less we have to say about it, which is really strange. Mm. Um, but I just really liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it upon rewatch. I didn't feel, I felt like the, like, Everything between writing, directing, cinematography, everything was just really well executed for an episode that falls at mid-season, almost exactly the mid-season point, um, a little like slightly beyond. And I was really happy to see the ratings get a, get a bit of a pickup for, uh, you know, a little bit of a tick for mm. it. That's always good to see. Um, was, we were right on Legends of Tomorrow's tail this this episode, so and they're brand spanking new DC franchise. Mm. That's pretty oh, cool. That's actually. cool. We were right on their heels. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I mean, you know, sorry for Legends because you know, no shame. Sorry, I just I don't watch you, so I don't care. I like so, it, I watch but. Yes, it's it's finding its feet, despite the fact it's like the third entry in that universe, going from Arrow to Flash. Uh, Arrow and Flash are now are much uh, much more consistent shows. Legends, I think, is still finding its place, and it's got a lot of characters, which I thought all along would be a issue for it. It's got too many things going on, so I'm very glad to see Supernatural is uh, right there. As it should be. Yeah, I guess you were talking about episodes that are really, really good. There's not much to say about them. It's a little bit like um, some shows inspire or movies inspire a ton of fanfics sometimes because that show or movie doesn't cover enough so you feel like you need to write to fill in. It's a little bit like that when an episode lacks. You want to fill in, but um, yeah, and Supernatural 10 going on 11 seasons has so much going on and so much up and down. There's Despite the fact there are episodes like this, there are episodes that aren't like this, so I guess that's why it also well, inspires a lot of fan folk, fan fic, not fic. 
Well, yeah, and because, like, an episode like this, had it ended five minutes earlier than it did, then we would have speculation about, like, okay, well, what if the Mara thing mean and Dean saw her, but, you know, mm-hmm. did he actually, you know, what? but we don't have that because they actually did pull you into what is going on. You got that. What mm-hmm. would normally be a cliffhanger moment, we actually got the resolution in it, which I like because I think sometimes a cliffhanger is really trite. And mm-hmm. really, it's it's lazy as well. It's a way of saying, yeah, well, mm-hmm. no, that's a problem for, that's not a problem for now me, that's a problem for later me. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, like, like you know, but I'm not throwing shade because Bob Singer admitted this. Supernatural is really big on that, that's a problem for later me. You know, they write something and go, well, we'll deal with it, we'll deal with how to get ourselves out of that corner later. For now, we'll just see mm. ourselves. We're just going to stand here till it dries. Mm. But I think that this episode gave you that wrap up. And, and cliffhanger does not translate to not resolving something. Like, like they don't exactly equate. Like right, you leave something unresolved, but it still is. You're at enough of a point where it's like okay. We're not resolved, right. but we can keep moving on. But a cliffhanger, it's, it's not the same at all. Because so. we do have that moment, you know, the last shot, you know, or, you know, the last shot of Santa, we're seeing him, and he's clearly, like, the expression of his face is clearly like, okay, I was supportive, but I don't know how I'm going to get us out of this. Mm-hmm. So that is, you know, technically a cliffhanger. However, um it's not a little hangy, but not very cliffy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's a puzzle. Katie. Oh, no. Katie tweeted, she's not calling in because she's shy, but she wants us to talk about how great it was that the curse was spread by kissing. <laughs> I mean, it, okay. Again, you know, like... Like Dean saying that, you know, makes you nostalgic for um, old-fashioned herpes. <laughs> I love that. That was very funny. Like, going back to a shallow note, the way, you know, Dean does the whole knight in shining armor hero kiss to get the curse from her, but the blocking was really hot. That was like a swoop in head cup, like face gra- Wow. Hi. Yeah. Um, oh, the way he grabbed her face. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. It kind of felt like, are you watching your brother make out with people? Because that's how your brother makes out with people. I've seen this before. <laughs> I'm going to make it weird. Let's just make it weird. <laughs> um. Yeah, and again, going back to, you know, to Nicole and Eric, the Valentine's theme, they they really like the Valentine's theme, but they do it so good where it's not getting like, ugh, again, Valentine's, this is trite, this is redundant. It's always so different, but they're still doing the whole, like, you know, joke on the Valentine's Day. I I dig that. Mm -hmm. I just really Mm -hmm. dig it. I like that the opening 
the Zen section was like all the holidays, you know, Halloween, Christmas, mm. Valentine's Day, all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it makes me hoping that someday we'll get an Arbor Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> Arbor Day. I was thinking St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you know, something that can Leprechaun, be you know. That. You know, Leprechaun's a creepy, you know. Leprechaun's a creepy. Are. Small hands. <laughs> they are. What is the, what like, is the awesome Labor Day. Is there, is there any holiday that's not about hooking up? Arbor Day. Right, right. Arbor Day. Oh, Arbor Day. Oh, tree hugger. Excuse me, tree hugger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we can't have an Arbor Day episode. Sorry, Becky. Sorry. Darn, that's that's unattached drifter Easter or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Ew. Well, you know, not to throw too much shade, but at least this episode's holiday was timely, unlike another episode's holiday recently that was not remotely timely at all. Uh, I don't want to talk about that episode. I'm so sad over Rowena. Oh, I'm so bitter about that. Oh, that is mm. a lot of... That is the episode that I was like, no, I'm not watching this show anymore. Thank <laughs> She's a witch and she was killed by breaking her neck. She did not need witch killing bullets to kill her. Oh, now you're trying to use canon, and apparently Supernatural does not like when we do that. You can tell because they sent it to us in, via Metatron. Thanks. That was awfully sweet, by the way. Much appreciated. So, Sam and Dean could have just used, you know, one of these times they wanted to kill Rowena, they could have just did one of the angel, angels patented snap, you know, neck snaps and could have got it. Didn't need those bullets. Well, although well, didn't it technically say that they had you had to be killed? You can't twist someone's neck to get to their heart, though. Well, who knows how? What? What? You have to. I don't know how witches die. I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> it vexes me. I don't understand how to kill a witch. <laughs> and it if I have to me. kill a witch. Witch killing. Witch killing is fluid. <laughs> it's flexible. It's flexible. Mm. <laughs> oh, and that ends up Sometimes you have to have specific bullets. Sometimes you can just break their necks. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay, but okay, okay. Puzzling. Then, damn it. Speculation. Speculation. What if it didn't work? <gasps> dun dun dun! Oh, yeah. I say you're right. Okay, yes, you're right. Okay. yes. Well, okay. I know that head back on. I know I'm probably wrong. I'm probably break Rowena's neck. I know I'm probably wrong. Really, I'm really so, bitter about. <sighs> I everyone knows that I'm not the biggest like side character fan. I am that like really obnoxious like. That's great, but you're not Sam and Dean, so I don't care. You're fine while you're here. That's fine. But if you're not here, I'm not thinking about you. I don't care. But with Rowena, I cared. 
like I carry with Meg and everything. I love guys. (laughs) I just really like ambiguously evil women female characters. (laughs) Probably the part thing on my part, but whatever. I'm with you on the Rowena and the Meg. Yes, I love them both very much. And, of course, my my dear, beloved Bobby, of course. And and I'm checking Katie's Twitter here. (laughs) And she's renamed herself, which is funny. Minnie, you should check it out if you haven't already. (laughs) (laughs) I do want that. I agree with her with uh Katie's last tweet mm-hmm. that she uh she doesn't she doesn't mind Arbor Day but she can we have one acknowledging one of the boys' birthdays? Yes. Well, well it would be they, awesome. The They're not here's much the for acknowledging do, their birthdays, but they should. Well they should. The I would like that. We do acknowledge Sam's birthday well we used to. Eh. Every year. It just was never a good thing. Every season finale was technically on Sam's birthday, canonically. Mm-hmm. He just kept dying, or his brother kept dying, and it was a bad scene, man. So, you know, hmm. We kind of got it. We kind of got a Sam's birthday and uh, one of the um, flashbacks with um, Amelia. Uh, she brought him a birthday cake. In one we don't have we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I know. That gives, me the, that gives me the rage sweat. That gives me the rage sweat. Mm-mm. No. Mm. I will never believe that Sam Winchester never had his birthday celebrated with his brother or with Jessica ever. Bull. 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 Yeah. Bull. No. Yeah, sorry. No, thank you. Mm. Speaking of the then... It still okay, it bugs me then, and it bugs me now. Sam saying, "Sam Hain." Salem, <laughs> but anyway. No, I mean you're not the only one. It bugs. It bugs. Back in the day when it first happened, oh, I remember. I Everybody was so upset about that. that. Yeah. LJ, LJ was alive with people being all upset. It was crazy days. Mm. Oh, so good. Which uh, old, uh, I like us old timers back in the day on Live Journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. I, you know, in the grand scheme of Winchester problems, supernatural problems, it's not a big deal. But it's but it's bugging me and it's it's been bugging me all season. Why is why does Amara pretty much all phases of Amara dress that way? And I know it's a dark colored outfit because she is the darkness, but the style it's like in in practical and well, and I'm it's like, this weird mix why? of it's a and weird it's a mix of poultry and, and matronly, which is really impressive to do at the same time. Well, that's, that's like true. 
It's like a sex <laughs> and all I can think is Emily Swallow when yeah. she's cold. <laughs> That's all I can think too. You know, filming outdoors in Vancouver. Um, it's not it warm in that kind of outfit. In like four layers of clothing, and Amara's in like a low cut maxi dress, and you're like, really, really? Yeah. Well, of course, you know, being the dark, which we're of course supposed to think she doesn't notice things like the weather, little things like the weather, but... Okay, but apparently she notices that she shouldn't be wearing heels, which I kind of appreciate that she wears flats. Mm-hmm. It's practical. Yes. Yes. I, there was something about Amara I wanted to comment on. Um, they made a point of really um, featuring this line in the then, and I hadn't really thought about it before, but Amar, in the then it showed the scene where she says to Dean, we will become one. That is very interesting. I hadn't really thought about it before. I wonder mm. what she means by Oh, I did notice that because I remember thinking, watching that going, I wonder if we'll have Jensen acting as Dean as Amara. And I thought it would be interesting for him to do her do. Oh, I'm going to see Dean wearing sexy maxi dresses. <laughs> that well, that could be too. <laughs> and practical. But class. does he have the dad bod to pull it off? <laughs> Not sure. Um, hmm. But I, yeah, I, I yeah, it's really you know, are they supposed to? What are the, what, what? I'm very curious about what that means. They made a point it's of featuring that line. Fun. I cannot get it out of my head from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. The you and I are one. One what? Cute couple? I don't think so. Every time <laughs> I do it, that's all I hear. And then that Valley Girl action, I'm just like, no, this is not working for me. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm watching this as we're talking. And the scene where the wife comes to the hotel room, I'm sorry, I don't remember what her name was. Um, she comes to the motel room to meet up with Sam and Dean, get the help, and she gives them the spell, and Sam's looking it up on his computer. The um, For a second, it shows on the computer, and it says that it's the curse of death, and it, uh, it calls a Kareen that's right there on Sam's screen. He didn't need that book in the... Um, hairstylist basement because it was right there on his computer screen. I just saw it. <laughs> well, let me have you. Let me give you another reason to have a, an issue. So Katie just reminded me that also in Shut Up, Doctor Phil, they had to do the the chicken feet incantation thing um, for witch killing. So also, how do you kill a witch? All kinds of ways to kill a witch. Oh, that's right. And the chicken feet were cold, so they didn't work. Yep, I forgot about that until she just reminded me. So there you go. Oh, sigh. I don't know how to kill witch. (laughs) (laughs) You are so screwed. (laughs) I'm I'm worried about the day you encounter an evil witch. I know. I'm going to just have to drop a house on them. That's the only thing I know for sure in work. So. Well, because I don't think that you have the strength to crack a neck. I really don't. So. No. I have to work on my work on my arms to get that going. Ooh, we'll get you a shake weight. 
Ooh, there you go. Yeah. I actually have a shake weight. You can have mine. Ah. <laughs> FYI, they do not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just feel stupid. Trust. Um I guess good episode, tight episode, clean episode. Just confused about how to kill witches. Yep, that's pretty much it. Yes. But I don't blame them yeah. because it turns out that nobody in the, in, in the supernatural writer's room knows how to kill a witch for sure. Nobody. And also mm. Sam, needs to fully, Sam needs to fully read the things that he brings up on his computer because all the answers were right there on the screen right there. <laughs> Well, there's the thing. He needs to stop Googling and start reading the book. Or actually read the stuff that he Googles. That'll help. Well, so basically what you're saying is um, post-production, you should maybe look at the script a bit more. I also, you know what, this is the first time I noticed this, so it's a weird pick. I didn't notice that Sam's laptop is a Mac and that it's because, you know, they can't use a Mac on Supernatural because the CW has Microsoft licensing that the Apple is covered up. But I'm like, that is such a Mac keyboard. You clearly have a Mac. You clearly have a Mac. I was super amused by that. I'm like, really? Y'all couldn't just grab a Dell from somewhere? Really? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> They're cheaper. Or I want a Mac so bad. I love my Mac. I know that there are diehard PC people out there, but you just don't know. You, you just don't know. Mm. Um, but yes, apparently Sam Winchester knows because he has a Mac and he's going to keep his Mac at all costs, even if he has to disguise it. I have a PC, but I have an Apple phone. I'm conflicted. I'm the same. I have a PC, but an Apple iPhone. But see, Dean is a is a PC guy, and that's why Sam has to kind of disguise his Apple computer. Well, you know, they do live underground together, so it's already weird. There you go. <laughs> computer wars are just another level of weird. They don't mm. after the after the big PC versus Mac war of two thousand eight. They decided never to go there again. So. <laughs> Sam is just disguising his Mac. This has been the most fun podcast in a long time because of the tangents we keep going off on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are probably bored to death, but hey, it's been fun for us. Well, but you know what? I will say that while we're going off on several tangents, again, a good thing about an episode that like this is that you, we, how many different episodes have we referenced as a result of it? Exactly mm-hmm. right. And again, that goes, and what, goes back to what I was saying is they have such a smart, subtle way of inserting canon without hitting you over the head with canon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, we've gone on tangents, but there's still a thread of supernatural in them. You know, different episodes, monsters, prompted other discussions, the entire how do you kill a witch thing carries on for seasons. We still don't know what we had to <laughs> And we still don't know. <laughs> and we're still not sure. Can you kill a witch? What? Are they all actually no. dead? Are they still in dead? Supernatural's defense, in Supernatural's defense, there's more than one way to kill a human, too, like a regular <laughs> non-witch human. 
You could snap my neck, or you could shoot me with a a vini-killing bullet. They're both going to hurt, and I may not survive. You could also poison me with chicken feet. You could do these things. In my case, Mm. cinnamon, but, you know, analogy sounds. So, you know, there's more than one way to skin a witch. Ew. Sorry. Bad. <laughs> I I just want to know, are witches supposed to be people or not? Because I thought they were people. I are mean, they they're, people? they are people, but, like, here's the thing. A witch is a person, but then Rowena was hundreds of years old because she's a witch. So do we still categorize, but she's not immortal because she was, not just that she did die at Lucifer's hand, or to Lucifer, whatever we're calling him. Lucifer. Sure. I know what we're not calling him, but anyway. (laughs) I'm just glad that I didn't do that podcast. Oh, wait, we had to skip that one anyway. But you guys did like half podcast with that one. Yeah, we did two and one. Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't do that one. But anyway, because <laughs> I could not take that episode seriously, except because I missed that 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 podcast. I will say that huge, huge, huge kudos to Ruthie for the delivery of that final monologue to Crowley. That was yeah. amazing because I'm going to be honest, the writing itself was not that great. But her delivery of it was breathtaking. She was so good in that scene. Mm, it was a beautiful scene. Um, yeah, I miss her. I miss her. And I have to give it to Mark, too, because one of the things that and I always think about because it's something my, my mother brought up seasons and seasons ago uh, back in Providence when... Um, Sarah and Sam are talking, and the background is Dean, and and Jensen never breaks character, even though mm-hmm. he's not the he's not the focus because he's not the one speaking, and he's in the background of the shot, and he never breaks character as Dean. And I always, you know, it's one of those things that I didn't notice what my mother did, and so now it's something that I do notice, and so when I watched that episode, I rewound her scene a couple times. And on one of those, I watched Mark instead of her, instead of Ruth. And he was great in it, too, because the ability to sit there and react to it, to a monologue like that, without overacting that you're reacting to it, is really difficult. So, mm-hmm. I, really but, I love watching um, the actor that isn't talking. You know, it's like sometimes, like, like and it doesn't have to be, like, a serious thing, like Dean will... Dean will be doing, Jensen as Dean will be doing some over the top or whatever. And I don't watch him. I, I, I kind of listen, but I, I watch Sam's reaction. I watch Jared's reaction. And sometimes that's way more fun. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's something that I never really noticed because I, I did, I, I acted in theater for eight years as, you know, an adolescent. But I was never a background actor, so I always took it for granted. I always had some kind, you know, I if I had a mono, if there was a monologue, I was doing the monologue. I had those were the roles I played, 
So I never had to be that silent reactionary character. I was always the actor talking so much and, you know, so, and then I didn't take, you know, when Supernatural started and we were watching it, I was in my early 20s. I didn't take any film courses until I was older. I always took theater courses, but I never took a film course where I had to examine the, you know, the acting and the directing in a different way. So I always took it for granted. It was nothing I ever noticed until it was pointed out to me. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So I have to give it to Mark in that as well. My point in that was, though, for Rowena, being centuries old, she still had fear of her life even before she was killed. You know, she did fear the Winchesters and she did fear Crowley. So I don't understand. You can't call her immortal. I guess you can call her immortal because she was living forever, but she was also a vulnerable immortal, which is a weird thing. So it's kind of like, um, you know, she just can't die a natural death, but she could die other ways. Like getting shot, stabbed, whatever. My thing is, is how do you categorize her then in terms of, like, is she human, is she not human? Because humans have a natural lifespan. She didn't, but she wasn't. But why, why don't regular boards count? Why do they have to be with them? I don't know. I'm saying that's a good question. One you like, might want to ask, not Jeremy Carver. Don't ask him. Please don't ever ask him. And, and Katie uh, is confusing me even more. She tweeted, there are people so you can kill the body, but you need the witch killing bullets to send her to hell and make her turn into ash. That's just confuses me even more. So I'm just I'm just gonna have to not think about this or um, no. My head will no. <laughs> I was, you know, she says I think of witches as people, even though she's an evil witch, the Sonia witch in this episode, Sam flat out shooting her and killing her. It's kind of a little shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's quite a turnaround from him this season going too far and trying to save the person. On the other hand, he found out who he thought was God speaking to him and making him rethink things wasn't God at all. So now he feels... Not not paranoid, but very distrustful again. And that's not the right word I'm looking for. I get what you're saying. That is interesting because at the beginning of the season, he was more back to the saving people part. You know, he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. he was he was even not killing the um, demons in hell because you know they were still possessed people and. You know, he was handcuffing them instead, you know, and all this. And mm-hmm. then he finds out that it was Lucifer sending him these visions, and now he's just bang, bang, killing the witch without trying to do mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, that I want, yeah, that is a good question if he's doing it because he's maybe lost his faith. Yeah, he's angry and he was fooled, and he said, not happening again. You know, fool me once, fool me twice. Nope. Hmm. So that could be it. Uh, 
Anything else about this episode <laughs> or any other episode we've sidetracked <laughs> on? <laughs> any other episode in the 240-plus episodes of Supernatural <laughs> that we need to discuss? Um, or anything else? I can't think of anything. I think we covered the episode. Yep, and of course, and anybody other things, needs... many, many other things. And, and many, we didn't resolve everything, such as, you know, how do you kill a witch for sure? But Still we brought up more questions. Yep, might be resolved someday. <laughs> um, and Vinny mentioned the ratings ticking up. That's a good thing. Um, if anybody needs to know any supernatural news or events are happening, well, our website stays up to date, winchesterbros.com, and you can always always uh, check our Facebook for the same uh, same thing, winchesterbros.com, and follow us on Twitter at winchesterbros. Uh, we will keep you informed on Supernatural. Now we have one more episode or two of Supernatural, and then we're going to go on a brief little spring hiatus, right? Two, two more. Two more. Okay. So. And gone, the annual spring hiatus, nothing unusual, nothing strange. Supernatural it will come nothing. back. We're it means nothing. In, yeah, it's just the mini hiatus post-February sleep. That's all. Yep, and Supernatural's not the only show doing it, I believe. Arrow, The Flash. Everybody does it. Yep. All the CW all shows, and not just CW. <laughs> so, no worries there. Um... You guys have anything to add, list, make people aware of, question? I think I'm good. All right. Good job. I'll be back in two episodes. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be back for the wrestling one, won't you? (laughs) I may or may not watch. We'll be watching episode 15 because, oh, because spoilers. Um, (laughs) But, yes. So, All right, and once again, good job, Eric Charmello and Nicole Snyder. Awesome script. Some fine directing by Phil Sagrisha. And uh, our compliments to them. Our compliments to Sam and Dean, Jensen and Jared. And were you, were you going to add something, Vinny? Say something? Oh, no, you said Phil Sagrisha, and I said per usual. Ah, yes, yes. indeed. And thank you to every thank you to everyone listening to us tonight. Hope you had a fun time. Um thanks Katie for the for the comments and and help and links in there and thoughts. Oh and yeah, her and, last comment was uh, tell Becky to rewatch Shut Up Doctor Phil. I think they explained better about the, and it took me forever to figure this out. She put WKB and I was like I don't know what that means. Which killing bullets? Which killing bullets? I figured it out. <laughs> I was smart one. Sharp. Hey, I'm always ready to watch Cordelia and Spike again. So, yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and uh, Oh, speaking of, anybody out there, go watch Dead. <laughs> All of you, go watch Deadpool right now. Hang up with us. Go watch Deadpool. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing. Go. Fantastic. Go. Okay. That's all.
All right. <laughs> so long, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll let the boys take us. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.